When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. He's Mike Fratello. We know he's a former NBA head coach. We also know he's a color analyst for NBA teams right now, the Clippers and the Cavaliers. What you might not know about Mike, former college assistant coach. So here we are at NCAA tournament time, Mike. And I'm guessing you're getting some flashbacks to back in the day. And let me run through the resume real quickly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, You went from being an assistant coach at your alma mater, Hackensack High, to Rhode Island, where you worked with Tom Carmody, then to James Madison, where you worked with Lou Campanelli, who just passed away, actually, in January. Yes. And then with uh, your buddy and a gentleman I had the pleasure of playing some golf with and getting to know a little bit, Rolly Massimino at Villanova. So Rhode Island, James Madison, Villanova. Assistant coach back in the day, college, trying to get to that NCAA tournament. That had to be fun. It was just so great to think back on the opportunities that that you're presented. Uh, I went to high school coaching for one year out of college, coached the freshman. My my former high school coach said to me, what team do you want to coach? You want to coach the freshman team? You want to coach the JV team? And you're going to be my assistant with the varsity team. So I said to him, coach, what do you want me to do? Tell me. So he said, I, I would like you to coach the freshman team. And he said, we just built a brand new gymnasium at the junior high school. Ooh. Yeah, you have to drive maybe 10 minutes to get there. But it's your own gym, not sharing it with anybody. Don't have to get out at a certain time. It's brand new. It's beautiful. And it will be yours to work in. And I think this freshman group, could really be a special group. So I said to him, that you want me? Sure. He said, well, the JV team, if a, a player is any good, he's going to be on the varsity. He's not going to be on the <laughs> JV anymore. So he said, so I'll let it be your choice. I said, I'll take the freshman team. So I took the freshman team that year. And uh, unfortunately, it made me think that I could coach. And <laughs> that group uh, of players wound up going 22-0. and 0. Oh. They won the Freshman County Tournament. And after a little while, I realized my five-foot-six starting point guard that could dunk with two hands oh. as a freshman 
wasn't like normal to every school. Like I may have had something special. <laughs> my my six foot three center <laughs> that eventually went on and played at St. John's University. Well, he played for me as a freshman, as my starting center. He won the state of New Jersey, AAU, which is open to everyone, as you know, AAU high jump championship at 6'10". So I had him as my starting center at six foot three. Way to pick him, Mike. So I, I thought I did a pretty good job of drafting yeah. players. Yeah. They help you win games. Nice. It's like the Larry Bird story from the other podcast where Larry won the shooting contest and then told you it was because of your drills. Yeah, the drills we did. You're right. <laughs> now, I realized that the players did make a difference, and maybe I was very lucky Till I've said, I'll take the freshman team job instead of the JV team. Well, it led to an opportunity to go into college coaching, which is terrific. And in 1978, with Raleigh Massimino, you were coaching with Raleigh. Uh, Villanova went to the Elite Eight in 1978. The field was 32 teams back then. First time in the NCAA tournament under Raleigh there at Villanova and kind of getting the Wildcats back on track. What, what do you remember about that? And, and how... How cool is that tournament format in comparison to an NBA playoff format where it's a lot more of a grind and, you know, you win, you lose a game. Well, it doesn't matter because it's the best of either, you know, three or five or seven, depending on the year in the series. Well, I, I remember so much was is similar, a larger scale now, as you mentioned, the smaller field. But just like you see all these teams gathered together, they now have these great rooms that they can be in either in their facilities or in a hotel where they get a ballroom and they're all in there together. Uh, some with the fans and backers and, but we did the same thing at Villanova because that's what Roley was all about was the family together, this thing. So we're waiting. I can remember that night waiting for the announcements. Who's going to be, uh, are we going to get in? You know, who's going to be our first opponent in the first round? Obviously with Roley there and the players there, there had to be food there. So we had food because <laughs> food is so important uh, to Rolly's day. And then when the announcement happened and everybody's hugging each other and we're so excited that we got into the NCAA tournament, when the players left and it was just Rolly and the staff, then we broke out the Sambuca and we had a little <laughs> shot of Sambuca each. Uh, it wasn't Sambuca, it was Frangelica. I'm sorry, I apologize. <laughs> it was Frangelica that we did a little shot of to congratulate each other for making it. <laughs> I, I'll never forget that. that that's awesome. Um, the tournament now, Mike, it was 32, as we mentioned, when, when you went with Villadova. It's now 64 plus, you know, with the, the play-in games and everything else. Is that too many teams? Or, or let me throw this bad con, and I think it's a bad concept, but let me throw it at you. Uh, according to what I was able to find, 352 Division One schools. Or should you expand the tournament and you know keep maybe take it off campus or something like that, and or or put it on campus before you go to the NCAA tournament? Or is 64 and a couple of play-ins the right number? I think it's a great number right now. The number that you mentioned, 352, whatever it is. Yeah, well, the truth of the matter is there are certain teams in that 352 that are better in a different class than the rest of them. And that's what you shoot for, is to be part of that group. And I don't think I want to drag it on anymore. I don't think I want to include more weekends. And I understand what the dollar sign will do 
okay, to help out universities or athletic programs. But it's a great number knocking it down that, you know, that first round where you play your first game and your second game. And now all of a sudden you're down to the next group. Then you get to the elite eight. You get to the final four. It's terrific. It really is. And uh, winning, your it gives meaning to winning your, your division or your conference uh, championship. That helps. It matters that you may have had a bad year, but have a chance in your conference tournament at the end of the year to earn a spot in it. Uh, you see names in there that if you just let it be straight up and be selected by a panel of whoever it is, 10, 12 people, they would never get in. But because they have a chance to win their tournament, they get one of those automatic bids that they've reserved for them. It brings so much excitement. It puts so much pressure that first round, if you're a number one or you're a number two seed, Arizona getting beat by Princeton. Yeah. I, I, you know, Virginia going back in and having another disappointing loss. Yeah. yeah losing Virginia won an NCAA championship, okay, a couple of years back. But they've tasted some very, very tough losses along the way, which are hard. It's hard on coaches. The pressure is so great. The alumni put so much pressure on. Uh, but to be at the scene, to be – in the arena on those moments is just just something special. So I love the way it is, Jeff. Let's not touch it too much, okay? All right. But how about this? I love, and, and I talked about this earlier today on our radio show, I, I loved before the one-and-done rule with the NBA where you, you kind of had some big schools that had great players and they were going to keep them a while. And you could follow teams – I think a little bit more, Mike, than just following schools. If you if you follow me on this one, like like Five Slamma Jamma, they were together for a while. You know, you saw Hakeem and Clyde Drexler and those guys together for a while. Reed Geddes was on that team, I remember. And you could follow teams like that, the great UCLA teams. And now, you know, with with one and done, so many of the teams are retooling with their top guys. I don't like that aspect of it, but the one aspect of it with the one and done, I do like. It might give teams like Butler, you know, who had an opportunity a couple of years in a row to keep a group together that might not be quite as talented, but is a is a team and plays the game as a team concept. So on one hand, I don't like the one and done what it's done to college, but I do like that one aspect where maybe some some schools that aren't usually basketball powers might be able to pull off some things because they've stayed together longer. Well, where does that all fall for you? I agree. I, I do not like the one-and-done situation at all, and I'm not trying to deprive anyone of making a living because that's the immediate argument that you get, that you know tennis players at 15 or 16 years old can earn this much money by winning tennis tournaments. Basketball is different. It's not tennis. It's not football. But what that allowed and, – and one thing you didn't mention about being able to keep them in school longer, it was instant credibility. It was mm -hmm. instant marketing. When you drafted a guy who had been at the school for three years or all four years, that when he came into the NBA, people knew, hey, I know, I recognize this guy. I saw him on TV the last couple of years. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a really good point. Now you have guys coming in that they get on the floor and people turn to each other and go, who's that? Or where do you play? Because they don't know him. If you don't happen to catch his games during the one year he's there, or 
the guys who circumvent the one year and go right to the Ignite team in the G League, right. where they get their year or two of seasoning in before they decide to go into the draft. It, it it's not the same that way. How about remember a couple of years back that Chicago Loyola team that did so well. I, I right. believe that was a group of guys who were together for a while. The coach had a chance to coach them, and they won and they won and they won and they had this, the nun in the wheelchair who was <laughs> praying for them every game. They played as a unit. Yeah, she was doing her job and they were doing their job. And then when they got as far as they did, then the coach left and got a new job, okay, at a, at a different place. So yeah. it benefits everybody to have a bunch of veterans playing that know each other and that you can develop in your system. Mm. And then a team that might have way more talent, but they're one-year guys or two-year guys, and that's what Roy Williams, Mike Krzyzewski, John Calipari, that's what they had to learn to do is change from the standpoint of building teams that were dominant teams over a two, three, maybe four-year period to instantly winning. That I'm going to have this guy for one year, and he's going to be gone from here. So it changes their recruiting approach when they go out and talk to families and talk to the next recruits. You're not going behind your own guy's back saying mm -hmm. you you probably, probably, not guaranteeing you, but you probably have a chance to be our starting point guard next year. And then the parent goes, well, wait a minute, you got Johnny Smith, who is a great starting point guy. Yeah, but Johnny Smith's not going to be here at the end of this year. He's going to go hard. You know, he's gone. He's going to the NBA. Right. So it changed all of that for those guys. And I believe part of that is what may have made them decide to Time to step down. That, along with the portal, which I think is terrible. I do mm. not like the the portal where I lose a couple key guys. I don't worry about it. We'll go to the portal. We'll get four or five guys from other colleges to come in and play for us. So if you have a beautiful campus or a tremendous reputation, but you don't have any more players left, you go to the portal, you talk to four or five guys, and hey, we want to come in. I got Johnny over there coming. I got Billy over there because you want to come in? And all of a sudden, you brought four new people in that didn't cost you a whole lot of money to recruit. Yeah, but they're pretty good players. Well, even with all that, and I I agree, there are things about it I don't like. I think we all can agree we enjoy the NCAA tournament. So enjoy watching that. Enjoy you're out on the road with the Clippers right now. Enjoy the stretch run there. Ty Lue's doing a great job. They're sitting fifth. Cavaliers are sitting fourth. You have a lot of basketball ahead of you, sir. I do, and I hope that I can continue on at the end of the regular season somewhere for those beginning first round of the playoffs. That would be fun. He's Mike Fratello. I'm Jeff Phelps. This has been Basketball Gold. Thanks for listening. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.